it's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldog Molinaroli. It is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. I am Pauly G, Paul Grzadka, with you for another week. Origin just around the corner, just the four games this week. Who are you going to play? Well, that's what we're going to discuss this week. Ryan MS with us as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, you know, big loss again on Sunday. I'm kind of getting used to these uh, shellackings. So. Yeah, it's no great surprise at the moment. <laughs> Don't and let it might be for the rest me. of the year. <laughs> and Peter Hanscom was a bit of a surprise for you, however, um, going down as well this weekend. Uh, Dragons were terrible in the second half against the Tigers last week. Tried to lose it and it just carried forward into the Canterbury game and were just terrible on Sunday. That's their, their worst um, game and half of footy this year by a long shot, I think. Um, It'll be an interesting game this weekend against Parramatta. We'll see what happens whether Parramatta have the bounce back factor or, or what, what happens there. Anyway, we shall see. It's another week. Yeah, and and the thing of it is, the Eels have had their problems too. So it's going to be a massive game, um, I think, for both both teams to sort of realign themselves. Whoever um, wins that gets back on track, but the loser, you know, then the questions start to get asked. Absolutely. All right, let's um, look at the injuries now. Pat Lyons uh, from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care sent us through some information. Um, just have a look at the first one, Anthony Milford. Um, he should play for the Broncos again this year after Brisbane confirmed that the dislocated shoulder is not expected to be season-ending injury. And the young playmaker's looking at up to six weeks on the sideline. Um, of course, they've got a couple of buys coming up Brisbane, so that will help. Um, he sent out some tweets himself, um, apparently quite positive. Pat has said, look, dislocated shoulders are usually six week, weeks minimum. Even if no other damage occurs, they need to be looked after or they would just go again. So, you know, that six weeks, I think, is, I don't think you're going to see him come back sooner than that. Um, may even be a week later. If you owned Milford, you were probably thinking, this was the time you were going to move on from him anyway, so it might not be a big um, blow to you, particularly in regards to the fact that he played 75 minutes. We see often guys go down hurt early in a game and, you know, duds you out for that round. But So not a bad result for Milford owners, all things said and done. Kieran Foran, well, you know, the Warriors not playing this week, so it's hard to know. He told Fox Sports a bit of a strain in the upper quad. He went off in the 64th minute, didn't return. Uh, he said the docs checked it out, thinks it's not too bad. We've got a long turnaround, so hopefully he'll be right. Um, Pat said, look, being carried off isn't a good look. Maybe he'll miss a week, but obviously they're not playing this week, so I think he should be right uh, moving forward. Kane Elgie, a bruised sternum. We're not getting a, a lot more information. Now, Pat did say about Cameron Smith last week, it can be very, very sore. LG hasn't been named in the 21 this week. Um, probably he's going to take a few weeks t- to get this one right. Um, Jordan McLean, well, he's got a broken cheekbone. Um, four to six weeks was what the Storm was saying. Uh, and Pat's kind of agreeing. He's saying four weeks minimum. Sometimes they rush these ones back and just hope to not cop a knock again. Um, and 
we'll think with with a guy like McLean who plays pretty tough up the middle, you know, you're probably looking that he probably would wait a bit longer than maybe a, a back that might take that chance. I guess the big one, Pete, it's Anthony Milford. Um, you know, he's done a he's been pretty awesome the last you know, month or two. But uh, it's now the time to move on with this injury leaving him out for, for you know, six weeks. Oh, yeah. I don't think you've got a choice, unfortunately. Yeah, poor old poor old Milf, as they call him. Um, it's it's bad luck for him. Like, his, his last three round average is, is 81, so that's pretty good. Um, you know, he was... And I thought he'd done really good. Uh, sorry, really good. Really well at, at Origin 1. And I thought he'd... You know, he's playing so well the other night. I thought, um, looking good and... But yeah, it's it's a shame. Yeah, you got to move on from him. There's plenty of other talent out there in, in that position. You know, like you got Widdop coming back the other day. Um, you got blokes like Matt Moyle and started to hit his straps. And there's you know, there's plenty of others, plenty of others around to, to replace him. And that uh, injury report is for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. You can go to our website www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the links and uh, get 20% off your first visit. Not just sporting injuries back and neck as well. Pat is uh, the expert. Give him a visit there and follow our links, www.supercoachpros.com for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Let's get into these week's uh, topics. I guess we'll start with what we learned. Um, Definitely, if you're playing against the Warriors, uh, any left-edge forward, Joe Greenwood, we, we tipped it out last week. Um, doing very well there for Gold Coast, their top performer. Um, again, the left edge. And meanwhile, against the Titans, well, we've seen, you know, those real key spine positions, fullback in the halves, hooker, gold. And Roger Tuovasasek, Sean Johnson in particular, Ryan, going going nuts, coming back to form. And if you listened to us last week, you probably popped the captaincy on Johnson and we're pretty glad you did it. Yeah, that's right. Look, last week um, I had said that I was definitely out of love with him. <laughs> but um, yeah, because I kept him in my team, I'm now I'm now back. I'm now winning my back. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, they did very well, and um, it just shows that the Gold Coast do give up um, points to those key positions, and so it's something to think about going forward. And Pete, I wanted to talk a bit about rivalry games because I know that you know your team, the Dragons and the Bulldogs, have a rivalry game, and, and Dragons look. On paper, it looked like a great matchup, but the Dogs really stepped it up in this one, particularly defensively. And guys like Gareth, Gareth Widdop, um, as a big example, really dutted out. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it was overall all just a complete disappointment. And I think that's sort of, you know, we talked about before some players uh, depended on others, you know. And like, say, for example, we thought a couple of weeks ago that if Johnson wasn't performing, then others in the New Zealand Warriors team weren't performing. Well, I think it might be the same a little bit with the Dragons when... You know, like Mil- uh, Milford. Widdop has been so good for the Dragons this year and, and on super coach, like particularly pre his injury. He seemed to have come back okay last week against the Tigers. But yeah, with him playing, not getting a good score, um, like he only got 27 the other day, um, you know, you can't have your, your 5 8 slash halfback doing that. And um, it, it reflected onto the rest of the team as well in terms of super coach and yeah, just general form wise. Yes, they are very reliant on him. Also, weather can have an impact at this time of year. Um, we noticed a few of the games. I know David Nofaluma had a great match up against the Roosters. It didn't quite work out, maybe partly because 
Mitch Orbison was moved on, on the um, left side to much stronger defensive player than Mitchell who was moved to the wing because there was no Tupo. Um, but definitely um, a few of those games, Manly and Newcastle, heavily affected by whether Tom Dubrovich was one admittedly in his comeback game, you know, not doing as well as we might have hoped. And the Panthers, Ryan, coming on strong. It's looking like you could load up on them um, in a couple more weeks, sort of they play in round 18 and, and, and they could be really making a run um, and you could ride them all the way into your Supercoach finals. Absolutely. Uh, they are coming coming home very strongly um, and they're looking very, very dangerous. Um, yeah, their defence is a little bit sus, but... Um, Tell you what, their attack is looking pretty sparkling and um, they scored some good tries um, on the weekend uh, against Canberra, including that um, match winner just before the siren. So I, I think you be selective about who you pick from the team, but, uh, geez, those key position players are certainly, um, certainly doing you big favours if you've got them at the moment. Let's move on to Origin um, 2 and let's talk a bit about some of these guys that are keepers in general but not probably going to play a lot over the next few weeks and discuss just whether they are worth holding or um, potentially moving on from. We'll start with the guy we talked a lot about last week in Cameron Smith. We know you'll miss um, round 19 as well as, of course, round 15 and 18. Um, Pat Lyon's telling us that round 16 would be very tough for him to back up from with the sternum injury. Um, so he could be missing four of the next five. Should also mention, even if he plays round 16, it is a tough matchup against the Roosters. Round 17, another tough matchup against the Broncos. Pete, what are you going to do um, with Cameron Smith entering uh, round 15? Oh, you keep thinking with Smith that, you know, where's it going to end? He's just such a consistent scorer with super coach wise. I think. I know he's got some tough matchups, and you think, well, he, he rested with the game, in the game against Newcastle. Maybe you know, with all due respect to Newcastle, that that Bellamy thought, okay, we can we can win this one without Smith, and this might be a good test for us later in the year. You know, he happens to get injured or something, and lo and behold, they still win by thirty odd. Um, they come up against Cronulla, and he plays and was outstanding. Got you know a hundred or thereabouts points for Super Coach wise, and. He, he plays with a lot of pride, and I, I think he's rested from the one game um, against Newcastle. So he's had that potential injury at Origin one. I think you've got to keep him. I think he's going to be playing pretty much everything, and I'll be surprised actually if he gets rested again. Um, Boyd Cordner, another team that's going to miss round 19 are the Roosters. Um, he, they also play the Storm next round, after round 15, that's round 16, and the Sharks in round 17. He was just rested against the Tigers. These are tough matchups, but maybe Ryan, you know, he was rested for the easier game that the Roosters had, and he'll be back for those bigger bigger games. Um, but still, yeah, three out of the next five and two where he might not hit his average, this is a tough call as well. Yeah, it certainly is a tough call. Um, I'd be more inclined to hang on to him, uh, just generally because, well, he showed what he can do um, after the, after he played a great Origin game. He played a great game for his club in, in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, he was rested um, against the Tigers. I think it might be the same deal um, as Pete mentioned with Newcastle, just that simpler game. Um, in relative terms of a team that they should beat, you know, even without their um, 
even without a great player like Gordner. So these two teams that have got coming up, um, I, I think he'd play those games. I think he'd want to play those games. So if it's left up to the boy Cordner, I reckon he plays. So I think you'd hang on um, and just risk the risk the lower score. Um, of course, you're going to know a lot more um, after the Wednesday anyway if he does have a nickel or whatever else. So, um, yeah, it's one to watch for sure. Jonathan Thurston is a guy who's just came back um, from injury, Pete. Is there danger he'll be rested again, or do you think he might play through round 16 and 17? The Cowboys aren't in a great position on the ladder. They play the Panthers and the Raiders, teams in a similar position to them in those rounds. Um, so they'll be wanting to win those games, and, and they're great matchups personally for Jonathan Thurston. Um, is he a guy, if you already own him, and I guess you've held him for this long, you're holding him, but is he a guy even you think of bringing in um, at this stage? Well, he's Jonathan Thurston, isn't he? He scored 107 points last round against Parramatta, and there was doubts, you know, almost up to a couple of days beforehand as to whether he's going to play or not. And people thought, oh, you know, I wonder how he's going to go. And he comes out and plays like an absolute champion. Um, once again, like he's missed a few games this year through injury. It's the most I can remember him missing from, through injury in a long time. Um, he's just that resilient, that tough. I, I can't see him wanting to miss any games in future. As you said, those games are absolutely crucial where the Cowboys are playing the Panthers and the Raiders. They're just in that sort of, you know, bottom half of the, the eight, just or you know, just outside the eight sort of little group there. Um, and uh, I think he'll be playing. I think if you've held on to him, then you'd be mad to, to get rid of him at this point in time. Once again, as, as Ryan wisely said, have a listen to see what happens in origin. You know, if he's... Hope, and hopefully it doesn't happen that he, he gets injured in origin. And then, you know, obviously you, I, I, it'd make you much more reluctant or if there's some sort of niggle. But otherwise, I would be keeping hold of him and uh, potentially bringing him in. I'd, I'd wait till the end of that period, towards the end of the origin period, I think. And, you know, he's going to be, going to be definitely playing for your team. Uh, Josh Maguire is a guy who's been pretty much playing um, regular minutes all the way through so far. Um, Ryan, do you think he's someone that could be rested? Raiders uh, in round 16, Storm in round 17 for the Broncos. Um, you know, these are two games that they're going to need their big men up front. Yeah, they are. Um, and the thing is, I, well, you know, well, <laughs> let's say Wayne Bennett um, has a history of resting players. Um, he's gone off the whole I'll just rest everyone thing he was on a little while ago, but he's <laughs> still resting. Um, and I still think he's going to rest one or two guys. He's and resting I players that are signed for other clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Um, I think that he's um, that he's going to rest Maguire in, uh, in one of those games. I'm not sure which one, um, but I think, yeah, Maguire will get a rest there, um, especially because after that, um, there's going to be the build-up to the last um, to the last rounds leading up to the finals, so I think he'd want to freshen him up a little bit. And Pete, a couple of the new boys, Cohen Hess and Jar- Jared Wallace, um, you might have had them in your lineup going into round 15, um, <laughs> or hoping that round 15 you'd get to play them, but now they're playing for Queensland. But you know. I mean, we already talked about the Cowboys, Panthers and the Raiders. They're great matchups, but so do the Titans. They've got the Tigers and then 
Well, the dragons are a bit tougher, but, you know, it's still reasonable for Wallace. Um, are these guys that you're jettisoning now for someone, maybe a bigger name that's playing this round, or, or do you look to hold them for a bit longer? Yeah, well, that's the question, isn't it? With someone like Hess, um, you wonder, the question is as to how he's going to come back after Origin. First of all, how much time he's going to get um, uh, playing Origin, whether he's going to get 20 minutes or whether he's going to get 40 minutes or 60 minutes, you just don't know. Um, with him, like he scored 83 last weekend, he's been sensational this year. Um, and, you know, on the field and super coach wise, uh, you, you can't keep them all, but um, I'd, I'd be very hesitant to let him go. Um, I, you know, it depends. You might want to have a look at your strategy overall, first of all, before you think about getting rid of someone like him um, as to, you know, whether he's worth the, um, getting rid of just to get a player in who's going to score you 20 points and you might lose your round anyway. Like, are you looking to win the round or are you looking to win overall? Is it is a possibility whether you want to lose it, uh, whether you want to use a trade on, on letting a quality player like that go is a big call. Um, you know that the player that you bring in is is very likely not going to be in the same quality in terms of point, particularly in terms of super coach points. So, realistically, you need to think about whether you want to use a trade in doing that. I I've found him like he's been a very consistent um, point scorer over the year, and I. I know you can't keep them all. It's a big call. It's a 50-50 call, but I think you've got to keep him. All right, let's move on to the team changes now for the round 15. Souths feed the Gold Coast the Friday night game. Um, the Rabbitohs aren't affected by origin and therefore 1-17 to 17 from last week. The Gold Coast Titans, on the other hand, a host of changes. They... Lose Jared Hayne, Jared Wallace and Nathan Peets to origin, plus Tyrone Roberts and Kane Elgie to uh, injuries. Amazingly, they had an overabundance of people that could play in the halves. They've lost three of them uh, for this game, two of them through injuries and then Hayne to origin. So Will Zillman goes to fullback. John Olive comes onto the wing. Chris McQueen is the um, 5'8 of choice. The by Pulu, Nathan, Nathaniel Petteru come into the middle third. Politoni is the hooker. Kevin Proctor he returns from his suspension on the right edge. Morgan Boyle moves back to the bench. Eddie Pettiborn and Patrick Vive also come on to the bench there. Um, the Storm v. the Cowboys. Young Tonomapia is the fullback. Um, new centres in Curtis Scott and Tohu Harris um, with Injuries to, injury to Chase Blair and also Will Chambers going to origin. Obviously, Billy Slater also in origin. Um, it's the same halves pairing as last week because Cooper Cronk was rested. Kenny Bromwich comes into the second row to take Harris's spot, um, who's gone out to the centres. Asafa Salomono is the new prop. Slade Griffin, the new hooker. Tim Glasby, obviously, out. Um, Jordan McLean also out injured. So there's a whole new bench. Brandon, uh, Brandon Smith. Mark Nichols, Joe Stimson and Dean Britt all there. Obviously Cameron Smith also going in for Origin. And North Queensland, a host of changes for their team as well. Javid Bowen's the new centre because Kane Linnett's moved into the uh, back row, taking the place of Gavin Cooper, who's on Origin duty. The new halves because obviously Thurston and Morgan are out. Laybutt and Thompson. So Laybutt could be an interesting um, guy to bring in there at halfback and then be a nufty uh, down the road. Um, Corey Jensen's a new bench player taking 
Cohen Hess's spot. Kalen Ponga has been named as a reserve, but probably not likely making it into the 17 there. So if you were keeping him for this round, you can uh, move on from him now. Cronulla v. the Tigers. Um, Jared Beal takes Valentine Holmes' spot at fullback. Kurt Capel is the new centre ahead of, uh, with Jack Bird playing for New South Wales. Edric Lee, Lee comes on to the wing. Um, Farmanu Brown is the new 5'8", with James Maloney out. Jason Pukuya takes Wade Graham's spot on the left edge, and Sam Takatizi takes Andrew Fafita's spot at prop. Daniel Mortimer and Jeremy Lattimore join the bench. And for the Tigers, well, Tedesco and Woods go to origin, so Naguama's the new fullback. Mateni, uh, Malachi Wateni Zelezniak gets a spot on the wing. Um, Tim Grant, the new prop, with Matthew, Matthew Eisenhuth joining the bench. And Luke Brooks is the halfback. Esan Masters will be an interesting cheapy watch there. Probably worth bringing in this round. Should be able to make a little bit of money for you. Um, Jack Littlejohn goes out of the 17, still in the 21 with Brooks returning. And Parramatta v St George. Well, uh, Kirasomi Alvar is the only in for Parramatta. Nathan Davis um, not being named this round. Um, Dugan obviously out and Frizzell for the St George Illawarra so Jason Nightingale's on to, uh, in at fullback and Fifi Lower goes on the wing Tarek Sims makes the starting lineup on the right edge Jacob Host joining the bench um, we will look at sort of the the best and guys you might be looking to bring in um, Sammy Rajarajra gets a big uptick after his very disappointing game against the Cowboys admittedly he had a, had a um, quite a big downgrade in that game but um, certainly back as left-wingers have done very well against the Dragons. Brett Morris dropped the, the, the ball with the line wide open, so he could have gone large as well. Um, but for that mistake last, um, or yesterday, Monday, Paul Gallen, well, he's at a safe captain option for you, Cronulla v. the Tigers. Cody Walker, you might want to stick the VC um, on him and go for the loophole, as as we saw last week with Tuivasa Shek. Um at fullback going very well against Gold Coast. So, Ryan, realistically, Cody Walker uh, is someone that has been very, very disappointing. But if ever he's going to come good, it's this Friday night. Absolutely. Uh, look, um, yeah, it's more not, not so much about Cody Walker, but about his opposition. Um, and as we, as we just mentioned, um, Gold Coast give up a lot to the, to the spotlight positions. And um, Cody Walker is probably due to be perfectly honest, because he's been very down the past couple of weeks um, due to some off-field stuff uh, to do with the club. But, uh, yeah, if he's going to come good, this is the game to do it. John Sutton, Gareth Widdop, Angus Crichton, Tim Laffire, Jason Pukulia also all up there uh, with big upgrades. Jason Tamalato gets a very small decrease, but still tipped to do very well. Sam Burgess uh, as well. And Adam Reynolds right up there also interesting to note. Looking ahead to round 16, some interesting matchups. Dragons get to play the Knights while the Tigers play the Titans, so they both have an have a opportunity to take advantage. They're the two worst teams at giving up Supercoach points. All that is done for the Supercoach Pros app and Predictor. Now, the Predictor is part of the app. You can find the app on the iTunes or the uh, should should say the Google Play and the uh, and the App Store, the Apple Store. Um, you can also go to our website, follow the links there, www.supercoachpros.com. Uh, it's not just the predictor information for Supercoach. You can get the price rises and falls. You can get this round's best. You can look uh, via team. And you can also look at all the money ball information. Ryan 
you destroyed it this weekend, Moneyball-wise. It's been a pretty good few weeks for the Supercage pros on that side of things. So I guess you could say uh, uh, another reason to, to purchase the app. Yeah, absolutely. Apart from getting this podcast um, in your back pocket, yeah, also, um, yeah, that the Moneyball predictor is, yeah, at the moment it's it's going off. Um, it's, yeah, it's just worth it. It's just like you... You just outlay for the for the um, app, and then you make it back that weekend. It's that simple. Um, I don't know what else to say. It's clearly works. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, as you said, you get this podcast, you get um, the Facebook, the tweets, information, and all the blogs. It's very important. There, you got the recaps, the previews. Um, they are also critical stuff to utilise to uh, help win your, your Supercoach League and, and, you know, doing well even in the overall stakes as well if that's what you're interested in. And you can find it all on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the links there for the app. Well, well worth it. Let's move on to the tweets now. Brad asks thoughts on Adam Reynolds. And I did mention him as getting a big upgrade this week against the Titans, Pete. And obviously the buy draw is encouraging. Um, and his price is reasonable, but... The Souths have largely underwhelmed so far, so you'd be taking them on trust, I'd imagine. Largely underwhelmed is an understatement, Paul. Um, <laughs> they've been very disappointing. Very disappointing indeed. Um, he got 60 points the other day against Brisbane. I thought that was one of his, um, you know, one of the Bunnies' better games this year, actually. Um, he is up against the Titans, however, who, you know, have had all his injuries and, as, you, as we say, give up. Uh, big super coach points against the crucial positions. Maybe for this week, um, like he's, he's still a decent player. Uh, if they don't beat the Titans, then there's something wrong, I think, with, with the Bunnings this week. Uh, you expect him to do well, but, geez, it's a risk. But, yeah, take on trust. I agree with that. I'll horse racing statement for Mr. Reynolds this week. FPL Kegger asks, who can you bring in this week and hold till the end? Um... I think there's a few keepers, Ryan, that are popping out this round, more so than perhaps round 18, although Penrith's form is changing that and Manly have been good too. Um, St George would be the obvious ones. Um, guys like Vaughan, DeBell and McGuinness, are they the ones you're targeting? Are you looking at any of the other teams? No, I think the Dragons, um, purely on the fact that they're going quite well um, and obviously the teams that are going quite well um, have guys that are doing the business for you, for you um, super coach wise so um, the guy who you didn't mention before um, would be Gareth Whittup, um if you haven't bought him in already mm. um, he yeah as Pete mentioned before if he does well the Dragons do well and if he does well he scores a lot of points um, so I, I think that's pretty much Pretty much self-explanatory there. Um, Gareth Widdop, we're going to we might talk about him a bit more. The next two questions I can loop in in as one. Um, so I'll just pause on Widdop and I'll move on to Nofaluma. I think from the Tigers had a down week last week, but I still think he's borderline keeper status. So maybe you're looking at him. Um, a guy that I really like that I talked about last week is Joe Greenwood from the Titans. Obviously, there's been a few injuries there, so we won't know for sure, but pretty much the, the prediction was he would keep his spot on the left edge and Chris McQueen would move into the middle third. 
um, which he had been playing anyway with Morgan Boyle on the right, um, when Kevin Proctor returned. Now, McQueen's been named in the halves due to covering those injuries, um, but Greenwood, you know, likely still to play 80. Probably missed the boat a little bit. He got a really, he got the best score of all the Gold Coast players last week on that supreme matchup against the Warriors. Um, but he's still got a couple of big price rises in him. He plays this round. He could be a, a sneaky guy. Reminds me a lot of Elliot Whitehead um, last year, uh, what he did for the Raiders. Um, I think Greenwood can do do a similar thing um, for your Supercoach lineup that Whitehead did for you last year. Um, the next two questions, we can talk a bit more about Widdop in these. It's from Pat. What do you see as the most beneficial team makeups reserve-wise for the run home? Two hookers, two fullbacks, four halves, or extras in the front and second row? And Ben Rule asks, I was going to have four halfbacks slash five-eighths in my final team, but I'm now thinking of three and going with two hookers. What do you think? And the reason why I bring this up, Pete, is Widdop is in the top five halves, plays this round. So going back to FPL Kegger's question, who can I bring in this week that I can hold? Widdop does answer that, but... The halves in general have been a disappointment this year, and we still, you know, as we saw last week, Widdop darted out. He's, you know, and there is a chance that it could happen happen again, and the Eels aren't the easiest team to score supercoach points against. That's right. Um, yeah, it's it's been an odd year supercoach-wise in terms of the halves. You know, it's just a lot, someone like Cody Walker was flying um, a little while ago, and it was just hit the wall. Um, as I say, maybe it's just Widdop's post-injury thing. Sort of thought he went right in against the Tigers, but then 27 points last week is not really what you're looking for. Um, it's a tricky question. I, I think because of the inconsistency of the halves, I think I'd be going with the, the two-hooker strategy. Um, you've got you've got some really good quality to choose from there. Like you know, for example, Cameron Smith should obviously stand out. But you know, you're, you're looking to play so Cameron McInnes too is a lot cheaper and you know if you get him in there at a decent price and he's been very consistent every week um you know he'd be he'd be a good option in there as well um someone like andrew mccullough you've got hodgson's been a little bit down this year and what he's been doing but you know i think you're more down the hookers rather than the halves moment yeah and that's the thing and ryan i mean you could still take widdop as one of your top three halves but it does feel like the two hookers is is a better way to go um, particularly if you want to bring in Cameron McGuinness this round and still eye Cameron Smith either as a hold or taking out to bring back in later. Yeah, look, absolutely. I think the two two good hookers are, are a must. And I, I think like three halves, you've seen that when halves, as you were saying, when they bottom out, they bottom out hard. Um, that rarely happens for the hookers. Um, because they're going to be doing more tackling, so therefore they're going to get some base stats up. Um, and with guys like McInnes um, and Smith, uh, they attack as well. So, you know, therefore they can um, get some points with either tries themselves or um, try assists. They, um, it just, It's just getting that balance, and I think the balance with three halves, three of your guns there and two gun hookers, I, I think that's a pretty good mix. Looking at Pat's question a bit more detail, he's also saying, do you go two fullbacks, extras in front row, second row? I think they're both good options too. I think we've seen how many fullbacks have done very well this year. And most of um, you, like myself, would have carried Tedesco and two of us a Sheck all the way through. Um, but 
there's a lot of others. Look at Billy Slater. He's been un- unbelievable. You know, if he had managed to, to have brought him in, and there's others that have come and gone. And then there's all the, all the ones that play in the centre and wing that also duel as fullbacks. So I think two fullbacks is definitely what you're going to do. And I love extras in front row, second row. I love, you know, Simon Mannering, Boyd Cordner. I uh, just mentioned that Joe Greenwood could be useful. There's, there's some other guys in that ech- echelon of, um, you know, particularly the back rowers, that are putting up 50, yeah. 60, 70. And yeah, look, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, even this week, um, at the moment, preliminary, um, I'm going to play all all six second rowers yeah. if I can. Yeah. So I think Josh Maguire, if you don't own him, is going to be a must for the run home. This It's the consistency, and that's what you want. You've still got guys like Sam Burgess, Angus Crichton, Nathan Brown, who you brought in to cover buys. They're you know, going gangbusters. So there's a lot of big names there that are doing really well. Jack DeBellin's probably one you'd be looking at. Paul Vaughan could be another one that you could look at. So there's a lot of guys there um, that, you know, you, you want to... You, your 17 is going to primarily, I think, going to come um, from the... Or, or the extra four is going to come from those front row, second row. The hookers is, is a nice one because you can cover Cameron Smith a little bit um, over this buy, buy period. Uh, with getting in guys like Cam McGuinness, maybe Jake Friend for round 18. You know, Jaden Braley you probably still got at the moment. Case of Pritchard maybe you've even got if you went that way. You know, so this the hookers have, have um, over... I think they've overachieved so far this year. James Baxter's asked, is Isan Masters worth bringing in or will he be an uh, auto-emergency nightmare later on? Look, I think if you've got the trades... Um, that you can get rid of him later. I think he'll just make you money and he plays this round. So I, for mine, Masters is a good trade-in target this week because he'll pop after this round. He's still going to be playing for a while and he's got that upside because he's got a lot of ball skills. Um, so that's what I'm interested in. I mean, Ryan, you know, you're a Tigers fan too. You, you would have watched him the last couple of weeks. Um, there, there's, a, there's a bit there. Yeah, the kid's got it, basically. Um, I Yeah, as you said, um, even if... Uh, you know, you stick with him till he pops and then sell him. I mean, you're in a win-win, to be yeah. honest. Um, you stick with him and he, you know, gets you a bit more cash and then... He should get you know, enough just... that you can sell him for, you know, a, a good player after the origin period's done. Yeah, kind of like I, Dylan, I agree Edwards. with that. He's kind of like Dylan Edwards for the forwards right now. Yep, I agree. And E. Rascals asked, Tim Laffey has been huge, but with that draw, will the points he offers be worth the price drop and he could make it potentially back anyway, Pete? Uh, Laffey has been good, but with the halves not quite uh, being of the same form as they were pre-Widdop's injury, is he more um, risky now? And I guess the fact that he's no longer kicking goals with Widdop back is also a concern. That's right. Um, well, he only scored 30 on the weekend, and yeah, he's a perfect example of what we're talking about with, with Widdock not playing so well last week um, and him not getting a great score. As you say, weather affected as well, but yeah, he threw a couple of good passes which weren't necessary either, which should melt things. He could have had a one or two try assists if he played a little bit better, I thought. Um, it'd be a good one probably to bring in this week, as you say. I know that Parramatta don't bring in um, is pretty expensive, though, but well, I think I think um, he must he must be he must already own him. So he's saying, you know, 
what do I do because he's due to lose money because of that low score last week? Yeah, get rid of him if that's the case. Yeah, yeah don't hold him. I think I think let him go. I'm worried, and it's all going to depend how much your salary cap is. Because if your salary cap's eight and a half plus, I think you hold him to get the points this round because you're just desperate for everyone, all hands on deck, and you cop the cop the price drop if you want to get rid of him next round. Um, if you've got less money and you're more concerned about financials, especially in head-to-head, that might be a bigger concern, then maybe you have to get rid of him because of what he's due to, to lose. But we, we saw the Cowboys put a number on the Eels, so it's not... The Eels generally do well in their defence, but this year they haven't been as good. He comes up against opposite Mitchell Moses side you know um, Gutherson's out there now with Norman back he's out at right centre that's a weird position for him to defend at so and Alvar has been named on the wing so maybe he can take advantage there and certainly if you don't have a lot of players um, playing this round you may just have to do it and cop whatever he, he loses and hope that maybe he gets a nice break even and and you can keep him for a couple more weeks and lose that low score from last week off his three. He's rolling three uh, round average. All right, that does it for the show. Thanks very much, Ryan. We'll talk to you next week or two weeks. I believe yeah. you're away next week. Ah, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> and uh, well, post Origin rather than the, the day before. Pete, we will be talking to you, of course, again next week. Yep. Uh, our Origin preview week. Yeah, no, that'll be great. Forward to it. It's uh, Origin 2, not far away. No, not far away at all. I am uh, Pauly G. Porgrasetka. Should have mentioned at the start of the show, no Andrew Moldog Molinaroli. He's feeling a bit under the weather, so a shout-out to him. Hopefully he's uh, feeling better and back with us, of course, for next week's show. And... Um, of course, we hope that you guys are back with us next week. Make sure you send us your tweets or your Facebook messages at Supercoach Pros, and uh, we can read out on the show each and every week and download that app. Go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com. That's it for another edition of the Roundtable podcast. Bye for now.